You're listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network with Beck Horridge. I'd like to pay my respects to country and to all the elders, past and present, who've been part of the struggle for so long for sovereignty and self-determination. This Earth Matters was produced on the lands of the Ngunnawal and the Gambri peoples in Canberra. We want to take back what's ours, our governmentship. We want to govern the country because these fellas up here can't look after us. They can't even look after their own people. They've got to stop killing us, pressuring us, and also destroying the whole country. Kevin Buzzacott, veteran campaigner against uranium. Kevin will be on later in the show. The sea ground, this is all our people. The ground that they're sitting in, you know, this is made up of thousands and thousands of years of my people living in this country and dying in this country. This country is my people, you know. This is all our ancestors here, the trees, everything. It's made up of our us. Polly Cutmore, Gamilaroi elder from Moree, talking about her people's relationship with country. Polly Cutmore was on holiday with family when she heard that Environment Minister Susan Lay had approved the 850-well Narrabai gas project. Auntie Polly immediately took a detour to Canberra to rally against the announcement. I found her at the Aboriginal Tent Embassy in Canberra, at the picnic table next to the yurts and caravans. She talks of her people's battle to survive recent persistent heat wave temperatures in northwestern New South Wales, around her hometown of Moree. People there faced extreme temperatures for weeks in November 2020, topping in 47 degree days. My name's Polly Cutmore. I'm from Moree. I'm a native title applicant, but I'm also a traditional owner from the Moree area in the northwest area of New South Wales. Been very hot up in Moree lately, Holly. Oh, well, fortunately, um, I've been out while they've had this 47 degrees heat, but I have heard of it up there. And I just wonder how my poor mob is surviving in that heat, you know, because of the water, your situation up there, you know, because there's been a shortage of water with the droughts and everything like that. My mob don't like um, using a lot of water, you know, to keep themselves cool, you know. And the majority of our uh, homes up there haven't got air conditioning, especially the uh, Aboriginal homes up there, you know. And so we do need that for our elders. You know, we need a bit of that too that's come here because they've changed the environment all over for us. So, you know, we have to use their mechanism now to keep cool. They took our resources, you know, the, the trees, the rivers, full of water, the fish, everything that we had to keep cool with, you know, everything, it's gone. So now we've got to rely on white men's resources to keep cool and they need to help us stay alive, especially my elders and, my, and, and the young kids, you know. They, they need to help out with them and all of us, yeah. Who can deal with 47 degrees for a month? <laughs> 35 above. I was uh, on the north coast with my um, niece and nephew going to see them to have a little break with them. But then um, I heard that Susan Lees, uh, she approved the gas, calcium gas in Narrabri, you know, and that's without even consulting with us. 
She's relied on the state government of New South Wales, but she's also relied on the IPC and her federal, you know, the, uh, what is it, the, the new COVID recovery organisation, whatever Scott Morrison's done, you know. He's great white oak of merry men, same with uh, Susan Lee, you know. She's supposed to be wise. These fellows are all younger than what old uncle that's sitting across from me here. You know, they, they haven't sat down to him and asked him, you know, about country. They haven't come out there and sat down with any of our elders and asked them about country. And, you know, is it going to be any good or anything like that? They've just relied on Santos. And like I've said before, if they can show me anywhere in the world where gas has been good for a community, and especially a First Nation community, we may sit down and talk about it. But, yeah, uh, at this stage, like I said, we ain't in to poisoning people. We ain't into poisoning or killing our people. We ain't into poisoning our rivers or our fish or any of that. We're not into that. We're not, that's not us. We ain't those people. Have you heard stories from other places where they have accepted fracking about what did happen in those places when they let fracking into their country? Well, what I'm, what I'm hearing at the moment is that um, it's been really badly affected up in the Miles Chinchilla area where there's bubbling rivers, you know, with, where you can light up the water. It's turning into a dust. It's all dust and town, you know, and everything's dying around, you know. There's no groundwater. There's no top water. There's no water at all. I've heard of people, that, children with nosebleeds and everything like that. Polly Cutmore, Gamilaroi elder from Moree. Do you have any thoughts on, you know, the company and the government say, oh, well, fracking's safe. If you do it a certain way, it's going to be safe. And yet people on the ground just don't believe this. Do you have any thoughts around that issue? Yeah, well, if they can come back and guarantee that they ain't, and I'm not the first person to ask the question if they ain't going to do any damage to the great artesian. If they can guarantee that, and I know they can't, you know, I know they can't guarantee that they ain't going to contaminate it. And I know, you know, like I said, there's all different parts of the artesian, you know. Up in the Moree area, we have up to 37 to 42 degrees heat of water coming out of the ground. And then there's other pockets other places around where the water is cool and then there's all different sorts there to suit a lot of different climates and different things to provide water to but yeah not for fracking not for fracking and not for mining you know we've got no fish now we're having problems up there the our rivers they're just all suffering everything's suffering we've got to stop suffering something i've noticed when i've looked at mining proposals and environmental impact statements is that the company understanding of what goes on under the ground isn't very good. Mapping groundwater and things like that is very incomplete. And, um, you know, what's your understanding of what goes on underground? Do you have any insights that might be different to mine? This sea ground, this is all our people. The ground that they're sitting in, you know, this is made up of thousands and thousands of years of my people living in this country and dying in this country. This country is my people, you know. This is all our ancestors here, the trees, everything. It's made up of our us. That's who we are. This is what the country is, from to the last weed on the ground, you know, which it's not a weed, it's a medicine plant, you know. It's all usable, it's all part of us, and we're a part of it. Yeah.
here's a question about how we're working as allies. Me from the white green movement and you're a traditional owner here. It's been a lot of talk in recent years. There's been a lot of talk about how white allies need to give a lot more concrete support to our indigenous colleagues in this very long struggle, just in the basic material requirements for being an activist, uh, money for communications, money for vehicles, transport for getting people to events. All of this needs funding, as we know. How do you feel these alliances are going? Is it just, you know, all talk? Or are you actually getting, do you actually get well, concrete support? We're getting some really good support from our allies, you know. Like yesterday, I, I had one of the nannies come and help pick me up at the airport, you know. Lovely Jill. And so, yeah, we're getting help from a lot of the people around and they know that the struggles that we go through and they can see them, you know, and we, we thank them very much for, for that. But what we do need to do is to come together as a people because they've done this since they arrived here, tried to separate, you know, the good, the good in everyone. They've tried to make us fight and, you know, be deceitful. We've had enough of that. And I'm sure everyone else is in the country has had enough of it too, you know. We need to come together, live in peace, you know. We've just got a major virus going around the world. And us as Australian people here, you know, the, the Australian people here need to get behind us First Nation people and come together. And we look after each other in this country. And that is with clean air, clean water, clean land. We need to come together. That was Polly Cutmore, Gamilaroi elder from Moree. You're listening to Earth Matters via the Community Radio Network. I'm Beck Horridge. And now a poem by Mary Goodrum about fracking. Enough. This is a poem in memory of George Bender, a farmer who lived and died in the gas fields of southwestern Queensland. Enough. You've taken too much. We've had enough. We've had enough of you tearing our towns in two. Enough of your boom and your bust. Of the theft of our precious water while our farmlands are turning to dust. Enough of our kids' noses bleeding. Enough of their cries in the night. Enough of our farmers dying when they can no longer fight the good fight. Enough of broken election commitments and of your peddling fear and despair. You don't get to destroy our families, to poison our water, our food and our air. Enough of gagging free people, harassed and forced off their land. Enough of your fuelish obsessions. This is where we take a stand. We're not open for your kind of business, watching profits and jobs go offshore. You should have heeded the distant rumbling for now the rumbling has become a roar. We are the people and we say enough. Mary Goodrum's poem, Enough. Yes, don't break it. Leave it in the ground, we don't pack it. Yes, don't break it. Leave it in the ground, we don't pack it. Yes, don't break it. On the 27th of November, four days after Minister Susan Lee's announcement to approve the Narrabi gas project, Hundreds of people in Canberra, Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane protested to stop fracking in the Pilliga in northwest New South Wales. Annie, Chris and Jill 
from the Knitting Nanas and Friends for Freedom from Fossil Fuels were at Parliament House in Canberra. I'm Annie. We're on the Parliament House lawn today and people all around the country are gathered today saying secure our future, protect our future and that means no gas. We're here because the New South Wales government made the decision to approve the Santos Narrabri coal seam gas mining project and people all around the country are saying no, gas-led recovery is not the solution. It will just create more climate catastrophe, more climate problems and we want to see a move into renewable energy now. I'm Chris and I'm here on Parliament House lawns to support the Gomorrah people up in, in the Narrabri district who have for years been resisting the efforts of Santos to open up the coal seam gas wells, 850 coal seam gas wells to export gas to increase the price in Australia. The damage to that subtemperate rainforest and all the Indigenous protected sites there, well, they're not protected, they're just important sites. The threats, the threats to those sites are incalculable. That's my reason. Hi, I'm Jill, and I'm here supporting Protect Our Future Not Gas. This is a grassroots action happening all over Australia. This is grassroots because it's the people standing up. Our governments aren't listening to us. We've got the New South Wales government's just approved Santos's gas proposal for Narrabri, despite there being thousands and thousands of submissions against it that rushed through. Same thing's happening in Queensland. They're not listening to the people on the ground. They're not listening to the farmers. They're not listening to the First Nations people. They're not listening to the tourism operators. They're not listening to the people who are expert in terms of climate or in terms of local environments. All the way across northern Australia, people are saying, no, we do not want gas. We want a decent future. And our governments are just subsidising a few people who are going to benefit from it. This is not going to create jobs. The gas industry is the least jobs-intensive industry of anything, any other industry, even than coal, believe it or not, which is really also not jobs-intensive. If you want to create jobs, you'd be better off funding pretty well everything else. This is also not benefiting manufacturing because we have hardly any manufacturing that actually uses gas. And if you want to get manufacturing going, you should just be sending the money straight to the manufacturing industry, not to gas. And most people also don't know that it's the gas industry that uses most of the gas. It's something like nearly 80% of the gas that's used is used by the gas industry to compress the gas to send it overseas. Industry uses only about 7% and households use, I don't know, somewhere between 1% and 3%. So this is not about creating a supply for Australia. There is no shortage in Australia. It's not about lowering prices because it's all linked to the overseas gas price. So we need our elected representatives to actually listen to the people on the ground and we say no gas, protect our future, fund our future, not gas. So all this fracking, all this gas is actually fracturing communities. You've got people who are so desperate for the money because their farms are failing or because their businesses are failing that they're taking the money to allow fracking and their neighbours are suffering the consequences of the damaged water. So you've got the people who want, who are just so desperate for the money and they don't want to sell out but they're having to and the others who don't want it. And so communities are really divided. 
And then on top of that, we've got the huge damage to our climate because gas just leaks everywhere. It just accelerates. Over 20 years, it's about 80 times worse than just straight carbon dioxide. One of the key issues around gas in Australia, especially the Narrabri Coal Seam Gas Project, is the damage it will do to the groundwater. We have this huge Great Artesian Basin. It's like it's a treasure, an absolute treasure. And we need it. We're going to need it for hundreds of years to come. And to be sticking chemicals down there, fracturing the layers of rock that sit underneath all of the little aquifers is risking poisoning the whole aquifer. And that is so dangerous and, frankly, totally unnecessary. We don't need the gas. Annie from the Knitting Nanas and Friends for Freedom from Fossil Fuels. You're listening to Earth Matters via the Community Radio Network. I'm Beck Horridge. Here's a haunting song, The Great Artesian Basin by Cathy O'Sullivan. Now the stock have started dying for the Lord is sent to drought but we're sick of praise and providence we're going to do without. With the derricks up above us and the solid earth below we are waiting at the lever for the words to let her go. Sinking down, deeper down, or oh, we're going deeper down. As the drill is plugging downward at a thousand feet of level, if the Lord won't give us water, then we'll get it from the devil. Yes, we'll get it from the devil, deeper down. Now our engine's made in Glasgow by a very canny spot, and he's marked at twenty horses, but he don't know what is what. When Canadian billets firing with the sun-dried widgy logs, she can equal thirty horses and a score or so of dogs. Sinking down, deeper down, or going deeper down. If we fail to find the water, then it's a ruin to the squatter, for the drought is on the station and the weather's growing hotter. But we're bound to find the water deeper down. But the shaft has started caving and the sinking's very slow And the yellow rods are bending in the water down below The tubes are always jamming and they can't be made to shift Till we nearly burst the engine with a 40 horsepower lift Sinking down, deeper down, oh we're going deeper down Though the shaft is always caving and the tubes are always jamming, yet we'll find our team water while the stubborn drill is ramming. The Great Artesian Basin by Cathy O'Sullivan. Uncle Kevin Buzzacott is again at the Aboriginal Tent Embassy in Canberra. He talks about the persistent demolition of sacred sites by unwelcome mining companies in his Arabana Nation in northern South Australia. I'm Kevin Buzzacott. Uh, from Lake Eyre, Old Pantu, uh, Halibana country, and uh, we're like ev- every other nation around the place. We're getting pounded and we've been crushed and whatnot by the government and settlements and whatever. Uh, we've got mining companies. We've got about 130-something different mines miners running around there drilling in places where we don't want them to be. 
We've got a little bit of fracking going on there too as well, or they want to do big fracking. But uh, I, because I've been a bit crook and that, I haven't been back up there to check up to see what they're actually doing. That's all been done through native title. Native title, they've tricked people, they've conned my people as well. They go in there and do deals with uh, the big mining companies, BHP, the Rio Tinto up there. We had uh, got uh, Santos up there. We've got these other companies running around. Uh, lacking, it's all lacking consultation. They've just conned a few people came the wrong way and they're in there now digging it up inside to stop the bastard. they fully supported by the state government and also here the federal government. And uh, the thing I'm saying is they got no authority to be mining in that country or even being in that country. They haven't got any invitation from us the proper way. And... Uh, we, uh, we've had them in and out of court, but we can't win in their court. Their court is set by the white government side uh, in the Constitution and uh, all those policies they have, they put their courts over the top of our law. But uh, we'll get them one day, we'll get them soon. We're going to start chucking some uh, back-in-court legal action against these people. Even some of my own people are in there as well. They've gone bad. It's a really sad thing. You've got own people getting paid for their sitting fees to do deals with these mob, and uh, they're claiming to be Arabana people, and they're destroying sacred country. So those fellas are going to be in trouble as soon as we get a, the big meeting going with all the seniors, senior people. And uh, it's very sad. And what I'm saying, one of my big messages, they are killing. What they're killing is the very thing that could save all the people. They're killing sacred places with sacred stories. They're killing the sacred lake. And uh, money not going to save these people, but the country can. We've uh, looked after our place for 40,000 years plus. We didn't have one cent. So all these other mob have learnt this money thing. They've made money the big, great thing. You can't do without it. Well, we actually can't at the moment because that's how they make it. But we've got to get rid of money. As soon as we get rid of the money, we'll be right. Because money makes you greedy, makes you selfish. And you don't worry about anybody else, not even your own families. So you split up with your families and uh, these people can say how they love the country and uh, uh, something else, but that's not true. They're false, they're fake. And they shouldn't be doing that. Uh, so they'd be hit by the full law, Arabana law. Uh, could happen next year, next another couple of months time. Uh, so we're putting them on notice. We want them out of the desert. We don't want them there. All those developers, we just want them gone because they're destroying sacred places. And uh, we've been supporting other people 
with the developers in their bad development in their country. So uh, that's why I'm here at Embassy. I've been coming and going here for some time now. Uh, the embassy's going to be 50 years old, two years' time, and we want to take back what's ours, what we've had, our governmentship. We want to govern the country because these fellas up here can't look after us. They can't even look after their own people. And uh, they've got to stop killing us, pressuring us, and also destroying the whole country. The water, the Lake Air Basin is joins up with the big basin. The amount of water they take out of the lake is 42 million litres per day. And in the drought time, the whole basin helps all the rivers up there, keep the rivers flowing. And uh, we just got to get them mob gone. We want all the people around there, people who love the earth and other countries as well. We want them all to come together somewhere, hopefully at the embassy, so we can front these mob up here who's doing the wrong and uh, hit them with the bill, rip them in the court, charge them for damages. I don't know what's the sacred site's worth. Money can't buy it as far as I'm concerned. But... Uh, We've got to put it to them fellas. It's not their land to kill. They've got no authority to destroy the land. We're the custodians, real custodians of this whole country. And we just love it. We don't want to hurt it. We want to save it for the future, which is our kids. I think that's about all I can say now, but keep tuned. Uh, good on your 3CR. And all the listeners out there, keep following us. We'll be... We're going to join forces and uh, we're going to make a move. Time to rattle the cage. So don't sit back feeling sorry for yourself. Come down. Come on down and make peace. It's the only way we can do it. The much-loved Uncle Kevin Buzzacott. You have been listening to Earth Matters. This edition was produced for Radio 3CR in Nam, Melbourne, Wurundjeri country, and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. If you'd like to get in touch with the Earth Matters team, you can email us at earthmatters3cr at gmail.com or visit our Facebook on Earth Matters 3CR Radio. And to listen to or to share editions of Earth Matters, you can find this and all the Earth Matters podcasts at 3cr.org.au forward slash Earth Matters. Look out for more from the Earth Matters team next week. I'm Beck Horridge. Let's hear some more from Cathy O'Sullivan, the great artesian basin. Where the old earth hides her treasure, where the old earth hides her treasures deeper down. So it's clear away the timber and it's let the water run, how it glimmers in the shadow, how it flashes in the sun. By the silent belts of timber cross the miles of blazing flame, it is bringing hope and comfort. To a thirsty land again And it's down, deeper down Oh, it comes from deeper down To the tortured, thirsty cattle Bringing gladness in its going Through the droughty days of summer It is flowing, ever flowing It is flowing, ever flowing Deeper down